0: Good day. I was going to say good afternoon but it might not be good afternoon where you are it might be bad afternoon or it might be no I'm just kidding it might be morning because you might be listening to the podcast
1: version of the show. It could Uh, be or you could be listening online right now and it could be like a different time entirely where you are. Exactly
0: because you could be in Tokyo Oh hi to our Tokyo listeners. Hello Uh, I am Cecilia uh, joined in the studio by uh, Rachel and Lewis. Hi guys. Hey yeah Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, yes, interesting uh, week. I've got a couple of things to talk about this week. I've
2: got a French film called The Crime is Mine. Oh, man, I watched the trailer to that. It looked really interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about that. And I binge-watched The Fall of the House of Usher uh, on Netflix. Oh, yes, that keeps coming up on my, hey, you might be interested in this. And I'm like, hmm. Not really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we are approaching, we are in spooky season. We are it's true. approaching Halloween and if you are a, you know, Edgar Allan Poe fan, you may
2: want to potentially check out this series but I'll uh, talk about it a little bit more. Well, uh, I
1: feel bad because I haven't seen anything. Um, I um, was going to talk about the Italian Film Festival. Well, that's more than what I was going to do so, you know, good on you. <laughs> but uh, I, I uh, I've got an excuse though because... Um, my in-laws have gone away uh, on a, a road trip and, and they uh, needed us to look after their dogs. So I've been like, dog-sitting um, at our house with, with two dogs. It's really funny, though, because we um, have a cat and meow. like the cat's okay with the, the one dog. Uh, uh. And so we have, uh, you know, ghosts at home and we have Robin. Uh, but then... We were getting uh, Minnie Mouse, or Bella, uh, and she's another Chihuahua. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I miss something? You are getting another dog? No, 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 no. It's a dog sitting. A oh, dog, dog, dog sitting. sitting. Sorry. Yeah. So, So we've got the two dogs at the house. I just felt bad for ghosts. Like, mm. it's like... Um, I didn't want to force her to have to cohabitate with two dogs uh, again for um, a week. And so uh, my mum and dad were like, we'll look after her. So she's living at my mum and dad's place. But the downside is I think she likes them more than us.
0: Oh, I love it. She's like, Nah, I'm not coming home.
1: Yeah, she she loves it. She's very chatty. But do you know when when you've looked after her before and she does that like howling thing? Mm. Apparently she doesn't do that. Either she doesn't do it at mum and dad's or they're so old and deaf they don't hear it. (laughs) so it's um yeah but she's got this chair like a throne that she sits on at their house
2: oh she would love that so,
1: yeah yeah so so ghost is just uh, living it up and my parents are like you know we'll, we'll, we'll just leave her with us for another week we'll have her for two weeks we'll oh, take, we'll take two weeks
0: maybe
2: you won't be getting her back <laughs> maybe this
0: is her new home
2: yeah she'll complain when she gets back to your oh, house yeah. and there's no
1: no throne for her I think she hates our house <laughs> I just like when she first came to our, our house in, in Wilson three years ago she Like, spent like the first week in a box and then going to mum and dad's house, she like gets out of the place, looks around everywhere, jumps up on her throne. It's just, yeah. Can I say,
2: I wonder if this has to do with the amount of carpet that she had at. the the old place Mm. because the lounge area where everyone would hang would have that carpeted area and then she had the opportunity to hide behind curtains. Mm. She didn't have that in your family room area now. She's just got tiles and there's no fun curtains to look out. Mm. There's nothing exciting happening out the window.
0: Yeah, mm, maybe Cause it's I, a lot more open as yeah. well, isn't it? So she's like, "Where can I hide?"
2: You know how like cats just love to hide.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. But she's yeah. It's Is she allowed upstairs? Um, we prefer her not to go okay, upstairs. Okay, yeah, that's
2: that's the problem because that's all that's the fun area.
1: Yeah, but it's we prefer, she's
2: old. It's hard to get up those stairs anyway.
1: Mm. She's amazingly spry for a twenty-year-old cat, though. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. impressive. Twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she is very light and fluffy. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's really um, it been a weird week though. Having having a dog because the dog is a white dog, the cat is a white cat. So you see the like the white running past, and you think it's ghosty. No, that's a dog. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, she's been very well behaved. There's been no accidents in the house, so I've got to be quite happy with that. So mm. it's good. So yeah, just, be happy with that. Yeah, but that, it has like stopped me from uh, watching any movies. Although I did go to the Laugh Resort last night and watch some comedy. <laughs>
0: Oh, fantastic. And it, was, it was
1: good. It was very good. Comedy is so different to when I used to do it. It was like starts at 7.30. <laughs> so Back when I did it, it was like, you know, show starts at 8.30 and it would get, creep on at 9 and then finish by midnight. It was terrible.
2: Well, I was going to say, you're getting too old for that time slot anyway, I, I was, surely.
1: I was too old for it back then.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm happy to have an early night and... Yeah, I'm well, all about it.
1: Well, the, the show finished like uh, you know last night. Of, well, actually, like the the, the 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 professional bit finished at about nine o'clock, and so we were home and we were mm. like you know, getting ready for bed at uh, you know nine thirty. Love it. So yeah, it's it, comedy is great now. It's so Love accessible. It. Be Ooh.
0: home in bed. Mm. By 10. Easy. Done. Yep. Love it. Uh, there is a movie that is out today, which is obviously a big release. Uh, they didn't hold a media screening for there it. There is? Uh, it's the the Killers Off... Uh, sorry, Killers Off the Flower Moon. Oh, yes. The new um, yes, I've Martin been
2: Scorsese been film, um, which is over three hours in length. So... I wondered why they didn't because I kept waiting for the invite because I've watched the trailer quite a few times and I know the story behind Mm -hmm. the movie so I'm interested to see it but I didn't realise that it was out today and they hadn't done any previews of it. Is that a Fox
1: film? I'm on
2: not 100% sure, but it is, obviously,
0: it's based on David Grant's um, best-selling book, Killers of the Flower Moon. It's set in 1920s Oklahoma, and it depicts the serial murder of uh, members of the oil-wealthy Osage Nation, uh, a string of brutal crimes that came to be known as the Reign of Terror. So you yeah. probably do. You probably know a little bit more than I do. yes yeah, So
2: um, a lot of uh, men came into the area and married into um, members of the Osage um, tribe, and because women were not allowed to own land, the land ended up becoming the the property of the white man who married into ah. the Osage uh, tribe, and then these people would. Just suddenly become sick, and then the men would own that property where the oil was. So um, it was a huge, huge, big deal, obviously. Mm. So, yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, it looks great. I've seen the trailer a number of of times. It's been in production for many years. I remember when Leonardo DiCaprio was first announced as being part of that film and that was many years ago. I know. It's been a very long time. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see this. I wonder for me, though, if it's uh, one that I watch
2: at home because of the length of it. I think Uh, it might be for me too. Three hours is a stretch. And, I mean, I'm not the hugest Martin Scorsese Scorsese fan. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I never watched The Italian. Did you guys watch The Italian when it was on Netflix? No. I I think think that was like an epic four-hour... So I seen part of
0: it. And then there was another one that he did that was really long that I seen part of too. But um, I I managed to get through Oppenheimer, which is, you know, three hours, but I felt like that was really well paced. Oh Uh, I did not
2: feel like that was three hours long. It finished. I was like, oh,
0: it's finished. So, I I mean, look, this looks great. And I think that this is probably going to be a Scorsese film I do like because I'm not a huge fan of his his works either. But uh, we shall see, so...
2: Probably mm. going to wait for that to hit the streaming services. Mm. I do like a bit of a historic um, film, and especially when it deals with sensitive issues, because mm. those sensitive issues still are current, yeah. um, unfortunately. Uh, especially when it happens to be like in Indigenous people in different areas, so it's a good reminder.
0: Absolutely, mm. I heard that uh, a couple of the screenings are already sold out, so people are obviously really eager to go and see the film, mm, keen, which is good like people are uh, going to the cinemas, keeps them, keeps them open.
1: Yeah, very true. And I, I think uh, you know Taylor Swift's done a, a damn good job of uh, keeping people going to the cinemas as well with mm. uh, releasing her her little tour to the, the cinemas. Is it called Era? Is it called Era? I don't New know. New Era?
0: I'm not a Swifty. I think it's the Era tour or the New Era tour, but it's probably the Era tour. I'm not 100%. I'm not a big Swifty either. I don't, I don't know if <laughs> this
2: makes us too old or just... Not woke enough or too woke,
0: because you just we're said not woke. So you're not actually that old. That's a very young person term, isn't it?
2: Woke is that young person term? It, it is. I'm on the the end of the cusp of a millennial, and you're at the bottom of the cusp of a millennial. Look, I think I like her music
0: but I wouldn't pay $1,000 to go and see her show. Do people actually do that? I think so.
2: Uh, it's almost like a cult at this stage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit ridiculous. It's uh, a bit, But the, I mean, the thing is, it costs a lot of money. But a lot of these things, like, the, your only chance to see this is to, like, you know, lay out the, mm. the cash and hope that you can get the tickets because, you know, they just go so quickly. Um, but now she's, uh, you know, releasing that, that performance, or like they've actually—it's actually the best version of it because <laughs> they've kind of like taken all the shows mm. and then cut up the best version of it, and and now they're screening it in cinemas, and yep. it's great because not everyone can afford a hundred bucks for a ticket or two hundred and fifty bucks for a ticket or something like that. Mm. Was this you you're able to go on and experience it with great sound systems, mm. great visuals, and you're uh, up close, yeah, you Can see it all. It's it's making a. a bundle of money and it's getting bums in cinema seats which Mm. is a good thing because Mm. there's obviously there's going to be a bit of a Drought of new films coming out, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, it's, I, I, I've often liked the uh, you know watching things like when they do the uh, National Theatre live, and you can go and see like plays or musicals uh, in the cinema. I think that's brilliant.
0: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, Frankenstein, is <laughs> making another return. I was just pulling up that email. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, you no, seen a Brilliant production of Frankenstein where uh, Johnny Lee Miller and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch both. Uh, well, they. Take turns in playing mm. um, the monster and Victor Frankenstein. Um, quite a simple
2: set, too. But, very simple, um, but
0: amazing. very well
2: done. Mm. Um, and I think the so that's this weekend. If you've I know if you've been listening to our show for a long time, we do bang on about it, but there's a reason for it because it's phenomenal. And if the beauty of having those um, stage to screen. Situations is you get a really good look at perspectives that you wouldn't get with just your normal ticket. And to be able to see, so you're going to see part, you can see part one um, on Saturday and then part two on Sunday, which is what we all did. We've (laughs) seen both versions. And it's well worth it because they play the two characters quite differently. And you can't like I don't have a
1: favorite well, I kinda of do if you're gonna if if you I think if you're going to see just one version of it, go and see the one where it's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch playing Victor Frankenstein mm-hmm. and Johnny Lee Miller playing the monster. I think for me they're the, the the right parts for them
2: that's that's interesting because if I had to pick a favorite, I would pick Johnny Lee Miller as um Victor Frankenstein and Benedict Cumberbatch as the monster
1: Wow, that's interesting,
2: yeah. So I'm sorry, guys, you're going to have Ooh, to see both. And you do
1: get a different
0: experience, though, believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, it's the same play. Like, yeah. is it worth watching it again? And it's like, no, it, it totally is.
2: That first scene is so oh,
1: weird, wow. though. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, when, the, when the monster's born. Yeah. Because it's, it's not like, you know, it, 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 you know, classically you'll have like a, a – person on a gurney and then like the lightning and all that kind of thing mm. Was this is more like a birthing scene mm. so it is a bit different.
2: Uh, it sure is. Yeah. Um, so it was directed by Danny Boyle um, of Trainspotting and Slumdog Millionaire fame so if you do and obviously based on Mary Shelley's book mm. so it, it's this weekend it's happening at Luna Cinemas and the best thing you could do is buy the tickets now because they they will sell out. So version one is on Saturday that's with Benedict Cumber. Batch as the creature and Johnny Me- Lee Miller as Victor Frankenstein and version two is the opposite on Sunday Johnny Lee Miller as the creature Benedict Cumberbatch as Victor Frankenstein uh, you can probably get some kind of a deal if you buy both of them I shouldn't advertise that because <laughs>
0: that would be cool though
2: that's not I can't I can't say that for sure because I don't know yeah. But yes. I, I,
1: it's one of those things I could watch it over and over oh, again yeah. and I think the only thing that stopped me is that Kat would just go, no, we've seen it twice. Stop it. <laughs> 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 I've seen it four times because I've seen both versions twice. Oh, so, wow. Yeah.
0: Okay, you're a fan. Uh, on that note, we might take a break and we'll be back. Let's do it. After this.
1: You're listening to Unscripted, the film show.
0: We are back. Um, we are. We...
2: I have a few things to talk about. So I'm wondering where we kick off. You know what? I'd love to um, talk about quickly the... So the Italian Film Festival is wrapping up um, this week. There's still tickets available. There's lots of... um, New fantastic films to go and see. There's, um, yeah, a bunch of really great documentaries and uh, feature films. A lot of them have been nominated for previous awards and been at Cairns and Venice Film Festival. So um, if you're keen... There are tickets still available available and um, these these films will be showing. Um, they're at rain cinemas. I'm just um, should have been quicker at opening stuff, but you know why, why would I be doing that? Uh, why would I be prepared? That's so not like ours. Um, yeah, but you can check out the Italian Film Festival dot com dot au uh, it goes until the 25th of october if you are in perth and brisbane as well if you're listening uh to the podcast or online streaming online on our website um until the 25th of october it's all kind of wrapping up then but um yeah, go and go and see some awesome Italian films. You've got Lunar Palace Cinemas, uh, sorry, Lunar Leaderville, uh, Palace Rain Square, Lunar on Essex and Windsor Cinema. So there's lots of different options uh, for where you can go and see stuff. The other film festival that we're all getting ready for is the British Film Festival. Um, that is starting on November the 1st. Um, In Perth, I'm not too sure if that is the Perth dates, but it it is starting in Australia, um, you know, as of next month. And there's a couple of really great documentaries um, coming out. There's one called Mad About the Boy, which is about Noel Coward, uh, who is, you know, a a famous um, author, Mm -hmm. poet, you know, multi-talented artist of of the 20th century, um, and then there's a another one that looks really interesting. I didn't get a chance to watch this one, but it's called "Squaring the Circle: The Story of the Hip Jonessus." Hip, 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 hip. Anyway, I can't pronounce it, but anyway. <laughs> Um, it, it looks at, you know, iconic album covers for bands like Pink Floyd and Wings and Black Sabbath, Led oh, cool. Zeppelin and, you know, all that kind of rock royalty and, um, yeah. So if you're into design, if you're into music of that era, it sounds like a really great documentary. But last night I enjoyed the documentary, My Name is Alfred Hitchcock, Um Cecilia, I think you would really enjoy this. Excellent, I've got a screen lined up to go <laughs> as so. a as a film. Um, this is a great film—a film for people who are interested in film mm-hmm. as as a whole. I think if you're not into like breaking down a film and how it's made and why directors make the choices they make, um, then maybe mm. it's not for you. But certainly, anyone who's enjoyed an Alfred hit. An Alfred Hitchcock film, or multiple Alfred Hitchcock films, it is a a must see. So it is slightly unusual because when when it starts, it says uh, written and spoken by Alfred Hitchcock. Of course, he's passed, long, long past. So what it is is a impressionist doing his voice and narrating through the whole thing. And for the first ten minutes, I was really caught off guard and I'm like I actually don't know if I can handle this this is so weird um but he breaks down all of his movies and yeah like I said why he's made the choices that he has and and he kind of goes through the the themes that he runs through in his movies and they pull you know, footage from, from all his films. So there's a lot in there that I'm like, Ooh, I kind of want to see that now. Um, you know, they showed elements of Rebecca, which I know you're a huge Mm. fan of that I've never seen. And I was like, Oh, I kind of feel like I get what this is about now. And, um, and you can see all of his favorite actors and actresses, you know, um, Grace Kelly and Jimmy Stewart. And yeah, there's, there's a lot in there and I just love, because I love um, Psycho and I love uh, the real window, I love just seeing bits and pieces of, mm. of them filtered through. So it's it's done with the Impressionist artist. His name is Alistair McGowan and there are some times where you kind of get slightly annoyed because they keep putting in a picture of Alfred Hitchcock and you're like, it's the same picture I've seen a million times. <laughs> but um, it's... It's made on a very small budget really and it's, I don't know, it's its fascinating if you're into movies. So, um, yeah, I would suggest if you're into Hitchcock to go and see it. So, um it does look like it. Mm, the festival starts on the 1st of November here in Perth. So there's a bunch of screenings at, again, those cinemas that were I mentioned before, Luna Leaderville, Palace Rain Square, Luna on uh, Essex, Windsor Cinema, quite a few showings of that documentary. But, of course, the British Film Festival also is a little bit of a, a taste of what's to come because a lot of the stuff that if you get in early and go and see it at the cinemas during this festival, you will find in the coming months after that there will be a lot of these films that get wider releases and you can be that person who said, "Ah, I saw that at the British Film Festival so I'm ahead of the game. So, uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you have to say I like that?
2: uh 100% you do right okay um because you, uh, you're not snooty if you don't have that accent so it's a way of being smug and good on you um <laughs> who who doesn't like being smug but there's a bunch of um special events as well happening there's open opening night films um you know where you've got it's wine and mocktails and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, there's a couple of those. Oh, hello. Sorry, I just got excited because I saw Helena Bottom Carter because it wouldn't be a um, British film festival without her um, and it wouldn't be a British film festival without Ian McKellen, of course. And um, my... Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine who's officially to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, so He's officially retired. Yeah. Yes. So there is heaps to choose only from, guys. To the bloody doors off. I oh, know. Mm. Um, so head to BritishFilmFestival Lots and lots and lots of films to choose from. So yeah, sounds
0: what, exciting. While we're yeah. talking
1: about festivals and stuff. Yes. Do you mind if I uh, put my my 10 cents in and offer a a film festival? Yes, sir, please. that, That you can see everything in the film festival in one night or just one screening. Oh, no. I'm of course talking about the Over the Fence uh, comedy film oh, film festival.
2: Ah, good film festival to
1: mention. Yeah, and like it was earlier in the year is when this happened. But mm. they're doing a another. Uh, f- they're doing four screenings of it uh, at the backlot uh, in West Perth uh, on Thursday the ninth, Friday the tenth, and Saturday the eleventh. Um, and that they're all at seven pm. So Thursday the ninth, Friday the tenth, and Saturday the eleventh. Um. And this is oh, this is November. So uh, this is something to put in your diary for. Uh, well, actually, November's next month. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. It's so, coming up. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> put this in your diary for a couple of weeks. Um. Yeah. So the the ninth, tenth, eleventh at seven p.m. and they're doing a matinee screening at Sunday the twelfth at two p.m. And I can vouch for this because I've I've went to the uh, the screening before earlier in the year mm. and I watched all the the short films and they're all brilliant because the um. What they do is they get like 30 to 40 short films and then uh, a panel watch all these films together and they decide which short films go into the festival. So any of the, 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 the not good ones have already been like weeded out. So you're getting the best of the best here. Mm. Uh, and uh, it, there's, there was one film um, which is about this uh, priest who was uh, you know, obsessed with his piano and then all of a sudden a, a, a vagrant woman turns up and they take her in and she's even better at the piano than he is. And it's how this whole thing escalates and how he reacts to it. It's really funny. Um, there's a, a one set in New Zealand where uh, Kiwis are like taking over and killing people, <laughs> and uh, and the, the and
2: you don't mean human um, no, people, no, you mean the, the, the animal, actual,
1: the actual animal, or the, or the bird. Um, and uh, there is uh, there's this one. Uh, you, you're in games where you are on a quest and you've got to like go and you know, do some uh, like. Uh, Game or quiz with someone to enter into a building or a little cave or something like Theoretically, that.
2: Theoretically, I know of what you're yeah. talking about. Well, yes, there's
1: this one where this guy goes up there, and the the person who's guard the cave is just so lonely, and he's just like doing everything he can to keep that person there and just like hang out with them. Oh. so but it's just it's a really really great um, uh, sh- short uh, film. Uh, it's only a, you know, a couple of hours, and I think, I think it's like um. 12 films or something like that? Yeah. But I, I could be wrong, but uh, it's great. No, 14. 14 short films. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Over the Fence Film Festival, it's really good and uh, I'm glad that you're getting a chance to, to see it. So uh, Thursday night, Friday the 10th, uh, Saturday the 11th and Sunday the 12th uh, at the Backlot in West Perth. And I'll put more details up on the Facebook Sweet. page. Sweet.
0: Great venue too. Nice and calm. Oh, yeah. Love it, it, it there. Is, love it there. Um. Well, should we talk about something or go to a break do you well, think no,
1: we've got I reckon, we've got a few minutes I reckon we can we can talk about some other things well before we go to the break. Uh, I put a couple of uh, trailers up onto our uh, Facebook page um, uh, for one of the movie i 've been like hanging out for that i just didn't know um, was going to get get made like it just uh, when I was uh, a younger wrestling fan, there was a family called the von Ericks and one of the uh, their, Von Erichs was in the WWE uh, called uh, Kerry Von Erich, the Texas Tornado, mm. and he was a great wrestler. And I was just like, "Oh, I love this guy; he's fantastic." Um, but he had a very tragic life. Uh, in fact, his whole family has got a very tragic backstory, uh, and that story is now being turned into a film uh, called The Iron Claw. And yes, with Zach Efron. With Zach Efron and and the dude from uh, Bear. Um, What's his name from Bear? I don't oh, know, but
2: I um, watched the first episode the other um, day. Something Alan Jeremy
0: Jeremy Allen, yes Jeremy, no, Jeremy
1: White Alan Jeremy Allen White yes thank think, you yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so he's he's it as well um, and for AEW fans mm-hmm. uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman is also in it. I play one of the Von Ericks as well. Ah, um, so yeah, I'm I just saw like you know, pictures. I go I am needing to see yeah. this film. And that the trailer's out now and it's from A24, so... Oh,
0: excellent. Yeah. They've done some great stuff yeah. recently, A24, they so... They
1: do. They do do some good work. Do so we know
0: the release date for this film? Because it looks... I've seen it pop up and I'm I'm keen to see it.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Ch- check it out. Like, Do, do a, um, a, a Google search on it. A Google search. Now, back when I was a, a uh impressionable youth... Um, <laughs> There was a, uh, a little film by Troma called The Toxic Avenger. Are you, are you aware of The, the Toxic Avenger? I, I'm, I'm aware of, of
2: The Toxic Avenger, but I feel like I knew of him from a TV show.
1: There was an animated TV show, The Toxic Avenger, as well. Yes, okay. Um, same guy? Uh, it's the same character, yes. Same character, yes. sorry, <laughs> not same guy. Yeah, so... The, the the Toxic Avenger um, in the original one, he was this uh, you know really unfortunate geeky guy that was getting bullied, and they they forced him into a, a, a tutu, and he was like defending himself with a with a mop, and then he got covered in toxic goop and became this hulking Toxic Avenger, and the, uh, the there were lots of like you know kills and stuff like that, and it was very gruesome. But he was kind of like a superhero, but he did kill people. Um, and and he he was like uh, because they were they were teasing him he was like in this pink tutu and all this kind of stuff, um, but yeah, great character. There's been there were several Toxic Avenger films and there was a Toxic Avenger comic book series which I also got, um, and I've just been a big fan of Toxy my whole life. Toxy um, Toxy yeah.
0: he's got a nickname now. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: uh, so there I heard I heard rumblings heard rumblings that there is going to be a, uh, a new Toxic Avenger film. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, you yeah, know, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens there. And then uh, this past weekend it was like, here's your trailer for The Toxic Avenger. And I was like, yeah, rock on. This is great. Oh, Peter Dinklage is in this. I wonder who he's playing. The Toxic Avenger. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, I'm, you're not going to have a very, like, he's not going to be tall and statuesque, but uh, I'm interested to see uh, how, um, how, uh, Peter Dinklage uh, pulls off Toxie. I think it's going to be good. <laughs>
0: Toxie. Uh, the 22nd of December is the release date for Iron Claw. Wow. So, well, what's Iron close. Claw? Yeah, the, the Iron,
2: Iron claw. claw. The Iron Claw. It's, um, Iron Claw. So it's up on us. Is that where the Truman Show Claw came from? You know, in tr- uh, not Truman Show, Liar Liar, you know, Jimmy... Um, oh, the Claw. The Claw. Is that claw. what he's referring to? Maybe. Probably. Did I just make a connection? I don't know.
0: The claw. <laughs> I do remember that. But, um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. It film. is kind
1: of like a wrestling movie where you, like, grab someone's head and you squeeze the, the head. Oh.
0: Mm. Uh, on that note, we will take another break and be back in a moment.
1: You're listening to Unscripted, the film show.
0: So I've seen a couple of things, both very different genres. I've got a uh, bit of a comedy and then a uh,
2: gothic horror.
0: Gothic, Gothic horror. Gothic
2: nice. Who is like? that chick who is in that TV show? Because I feel like, is she, was she in another TV series, The Haunted House on Haunted Hill? Yes. Yeah, so you will recognise her because The
0: Fall of the House of Usher is from Mike Flanagan. Oh, whose okay. Whose works include The Haunting of Hill House, uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Doctor Sleep, who we all watched. Oh, uh, I was uncomfortable
2: with that. Yet. Uh,
0: and Gerald's Game, if you
2: oh. haven't seen that. I think she's also in Gerald's Game. I haven't seen that. It's very scary. It seems, if, if you're not aware, it is based on a Stephen King book. It is. Um, yeah. But it's one of his more off the wall, Yeah, I guess you would say. It's strange. Mm, I mean, he uh, does a bunch of strange things. That's all he does. Mm. But, yeah.
0: I liked it. I um, thought it was quite frightening in parts. The the premise if you don't know, is a couple go up to – it's either their lake home or some kind of um, rental Mm. away from, you know, town and things get a little bit kinky and (laughs) she handcuffs – her. no, her husband handcuffs her to the bed but then has a heart attack. Uh, and dies and this is, you know, all at the beginning of the film and it's very much about, oh, she's trapped um, and handcuffed mm. to to the bed. But I some, guess she's just going to
2: have to chew her arm off.
0: Yeah, but some other creepy things happen uh, along the way which I won't get into. But The Fall of the House of Usher is, of course, uh, based or very loosely based based on one of Edgar Allan Poe's short stories. Um, I have read it, but many, many years ago, but this is set in modern times and it centres on the Usher family who run a very powerful pharmaceutical empire, which many people are blaming for the opioid crisis. Mm. So at the head of the family, you've got Roderick Usher, played by Bruce Greenwood, who along with his sister, Madeline, played by Mary McDonald, They run everything. Now, the series discloses very early on, so this is not a spoiler, that all six of Roderick's children died within two weeks of each other. Oh. So, each episode really uncovers the death of the children um, and how they die in different ways. Unraveling the how and the why uh, is kind of the core of the series, so the mystery behind that. So, while it's very loosely based on Edgar Allan Poe's um, The Fall of the House of Usher, it is It is more based on a number of Poe's works. So you've got references to, you know, his other short stories throughout the series, you know, such as character names. You've got Annabelle Lee, for example, which is one of the characters' names. Uh, You know, episode uh, episode titles. Uh, And even, you know, it kind of has a bit of his poetry cited throughout. You've got references to the Raven, to the um, Red Mask, to I can never remember, the Black Cat. I think it's just called the Black Cat
2: can't remember. Honestly, I don't think you could do a TV series that references Edgar Allan Poe work without talking about The Raven. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's been on The Simpsons. This is the only reason why most people know what it is. And it's The, the only reason Heart, I...
0: for example, mm. I think most people know that reference from The Simpsons
2: yes. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of things I learnt because of The Simpsons. Mm. Don't ever let anybody tell you that that TV show is not educational because it it is. It is. So, yeah, look, it's quite gory. The second episode, for
0: example, uh, very, very gory. Uh, And it's, you know, got those kind of foreboding moments as well. But I love it because it's got that gothic horror Mm, type mm. element to it. So, you know, there's eight episodes. It also stars Mark Hamill. Uh, He's in this as well. Uh, very enjoyable. I binge watched the whole thing in an entire weekend. Oh, so, maybe um, I should give it a go. I really liked it. They're quite long episodes, but uh, yeah, if you really enjoy the mystery uh, behind it, there's some supernatural elements to it as well. But uh, you know, it's my thing, mm. so I really enjoyed it.
1: Is that that was on which streaming service? It's on Netflix. Ne- Netflix. On Netflix. Fair um, enough.
0: And then I also got to see The Crime is Mine, which is a French film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one's set in 1935, and uh, I don't know why I did an Irish film <laughs> <episode. laughs> uh, But it's loosely based on the play Mon Crime or probably pronounced more like mon crime or something mm, very cream. fancy uh, by George Byrd. Uh, it's also been adapted before into films, uh, True Confessions, 1937 and Cross by Heart in 1946. I've not seen either of those films, but uh, it centers around Madeline. She's this young and kind of penniless actress mm. and she's accused of murder of this, you know, really famous producer. And she's helped by her best friend, Pauline, this young lawyer, uh, and she's acquitted on the grounds of self-defence. And as a result, she really garners this fame and attention and these job offers start rolling in for her. But then suddenly this other actress, Adette, played by Isabel Hubert, she's a big star of the silent movie era, she comes forward and claims that she's actually the killer of this producer. So it kind of goes into, well, who did it? and Mm. that type of thing uh but it's quite a colourful film um very bouncy dialogue um you know but they managed to kind of tackle those series arguments too such as you know the inequality of women women's rights and you know pairs it well with uh some comedy so it's in select cinemas now if you want to go and see something just you know fun and light but also tackling some of those women's issues and uh yeah, it's pretty to look out too. It's oh. quite pretty to look out. <laughs> so uh, is that
1: more your lunar cinemas? and, and Play Paradiso or the city? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Select cinemas are uh, there as well. Mm. I'm sure it'll make its way to streaming. But uh,
2: yeah, two recommendations there. Different genres, but uh, there you go. So I I am in my need for comfort phase of TV at the like moment. Um, as in I don't want to think at all while I watch stuff. I just want to... Ab- have it on in the background while I do my Van Gogh puzzle (laughs) because I'm old. Um, And while I knit and do my Van Gogh puzzle all at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't, I'm not studying at the moment. um, So because I have a new job and I'm trying to not squeeze any more information into my brain. So I'm literally wanting to go home and have junk food for the mind. (laughs) So I watched a, a movie that's on Netflix that, also kept coming up because it's brand new and it's a rom-com called love at first sight I'm pretty sure that's what it's called and now I'm doubting myself um but it's got uh look I'm gonna have to go on to Netflix now because if I don't find out what it's called I'll be in trouble but anyway that's fine we'll figure it we'll figure it out, figure it out. um so Generally speaking, I'm not somebody who goes for rom-coms but the more I say that, the more I think I'm telling a lie and actually I do like a rom-com because it is comforting in its predictability and it's, you know, there's not a lot of heavy thinking going on. Mm. Yeah, so it is indeed called Love at First Sight. It's brand new. Uh, It's only just out. And it's got Haley Lou Richardson in it, who the name might not sound familiar, but if you've watched the second season of White Lotus, she is um, the Jennifer Coolidge's assistant. Ah. <laughs> Can't remember Jennifer Coolidge's, um, you know, actors, the, the, the character's name. But anyway, so she plays Hadley Sullivan, who is on her way to England, to attend her father's wedding, um, her father played by Rob Delaney, um, and she's really not great at being on time. And she turns up um, like four minutes late for her flight. Oh. And she's chosen to fly the night before her father's wedding. I mean, oh. not well planned, but she's got some some lingering issues with she's got daddy issues. Um, and then she. Her, she's got a terrible phone which just does not keep charge and she has to borrow somebody's charger because there's no more ports left and he's like, oh, do you want to borrow mine? And she's like, oh, we, I don't share electrical equipment on the first date. <laughs> like as a joke and this is their meet cute and they end up being on the same flight seated next to each other and end up falling in love within the six-hour flight. I don't know how that's possible, but it's it's a, a rom-com. You're not supposed to question it. Anyway, so they fall in love on the plane. Things happen. They disconnect when they get off the plane in England and then, you know, she has she, they want to try and find each other essentially mm-hmm. again. So it's a very, very predictable movie. But it's regar- regardless of that, it's it's entertaining. So that that was my do my puzzle while having that on in the background movie. And then I've been watching lots of ghost adventures. Have you ever watched that? Ghost it's adventures? It's terrible.
0: No, I've never seen it. Don't oh know what my it's about, but I assume it's something about hunting ghosts? Yeah. Okay.
2: So it's got a terrible dude in it called Zach Begans. It, it's like 18 series or something and it's oh. done by the, the travel channel or something in mm-hmm. the in the States. And they do exactly what you think they do. They go into places that are supposed to be haunted and they're like, whoa my God, look at that orb and stuff like that. It's extra cold in this corner. Yes. There must be something haunting.
1: Yes, that's exactly, what was that noise? Um, it's extra cold in that corner. Yeah, look, if you look at this, <clears throat> you can see a slight, like, blue, blue hue there. Nothing to do with the fact that there's cold water pipes behind there. It's just, it's ghosts, clearly ghosts.
2: But it's, like, I used to think it was kind of cool, but because I've watched so many series of it, there's a lot of eye-rolling going on. But unfortunately, I'm like, there's so much to choose from on, on all the different channels. And I'm like, I want something that I, I'm comfortable with. I know the characters, even though they're, I mean, they're characters, really, mm-hmm. um, that I can just put on in the background. And it's getting hard to watch because he's so annoying. <laughs> there might be dark forces here. <laughs> Something terrible happened here. I can feel it in my bones. Do you feel that? Do you feel it? Um, anyway, um, yeah, you should watch a trailer. Just. With, actually, all you need to do is there's an SNL skit with Hugh Laurie in it and where he's playing... Even a,
0: better that it's Hugh Laurie.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's playing a paranormal investigator and just that's all you need to research. Just on YouTube, uh, uh, SNL... Ghost Hunters, Hugh Laurie, find it, watch it. It's a parody of the kind of show that Ghost Adventures is. And the more I watch Ghost Adventures, the more that's all I see. And so I'm just laughing while I watch it, even though these guys are completely serious.
0: Completely serious. But
2: that's on binge if you're interested.
0: I'm going to check it out. I'm, I'm in that kind of mode too. I've been
2: watching a lot of The Real Housewives of Cheshire just for the funsies. Oh, and if you have binge and you don't watch Gogglebox, that's another great one to watch in the background. And next week they have a celebrity edition Australian Celebrity Edition. So they've got um, Anne Edmonds and her partner, husband. Not too sure um, whose name escapes me. Oh, it's a really, really Welsh name. Anyway, they had a baby together, and it's it's. So you've got two comedians on, on the couch. It's always going to be fun. Yeah,
0: uh, we'll be back right after this. You're
2: listening to Unscripted, the film show, and we're back on script tonight. Oh, yeah. I um
0: yeah I don't no, have anything I actually don't have anything either. i I was just say, guys, what are we gonna talk about
2: now? Well, it's just that the love at first sight is still on my phone and it's flashing through photos, and then i forgot I forgot that um Jamila jamil is is in the film as well, and she's doing like the narrator, and then she's she's in the whole thing doing bits and pieces and saying, Oh, I <laughs> like you, anyway, yeah. That's all I had. That's really cool. That's how my brain is,
1: is it's yeah. There, Squirrel. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, that reminds me of uh, of Doug uh, yes. from uh, Up, uh, which is a, a Disney Pixar film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this year is the hundredth year of Disney Studios. So this is the the hundredth year that uh, you know the first you know Disney film like you know came out kind of thing, um, and uh, so. On Disney Plus in the last week, they've released a short film called Once Upon a Studio where it's set in the Roy E. Disney uh, building um, on the the Disney lot uh, where they do a lot of animation. And uh, when people leave for the day, Mickey, Minnie and all the other Disney characters come out to take a group photo to celebrate the 100th anniversary of Disney. And it's really cool. It's 12 minutes long uh, and it's got all these little uh, you know Easter eggs from Disney films because obviously they've got all the characters in there mm. and it's really good. So if you have not seen uh, Once Upon a Studio, I would uh, I'd highly recommend next time you've got your Disney Plus up, give it a crack.
2: I, I was having a look at Disney Plus the other day to try and find something to watch and I am behind in Only Murders in the Building Because isn't it in the third season? It is. Yes, because I only watched the first season. I was like a bit ho-hum about it. But um, I did see a little picture that um, Matthew Broderick is in the third season. And they make a Ferris Bueller reference. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to have to binge watch everything so I can see that.
1: So, yeah. It It's really is. Third season is really good. Uh, As well as Matthew Broderick, Mm -hmm. it has also got uh, Meryl Streep. It's also got Paul Rudd. Oh. It's good. Um, and there's going to be a season four mm-hmm. of Only Murders in the Building. And I would recommend if you live in the building where Only Murders in the Building is taking place. You
2: should move out. Indeed.
0: <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> get out of
1: there now. <laughs> every year there's people who murder in that building. You're insane. You're just eventually going to get picked off. And then oh, the guy from goodness.
0: that ghost show will show up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there are some serious ghosts here. I feel a lot of people died in this building.
1: <gasps> <There's> a- <gasps> Is that a demon? Mm. <laughs> Chris, Chris Jericho Chris Jericho did a um, uh, does does a podcast. He's talked to lots of people, but uh, one of his recent podcasts, he went to this place in America. I don't know where exactly America was called the Haunted Museum, where this guy gets all these things, like all these. uh, You know, is it in Las Vegas? I don't think it's in Las Vegas. No, I'm not sure. Oh,
2: because Zach Bagans owns a um, haunted museum in Las Vegas. That is it. That is it. Yes, and he's got things like. Ronald, something, the doll, I forget. Like haunted dolls, haunted... um,
1: You know the dolls from Annabelle and stuff like that? Yeah, he owns
2: all of that stuff.
1: And he's got, uh, do do you remember Dr. Kevorkian? Yes yeah So a so Dr. Kevorkian is a um was the first uh, like euthanasia doctor, a guy like going you know, people are suffering, yeah. they need to be able to get put out of their misery, but it was still illegal. so uh-huh. he was kind of like going to their place and they would you know come to his van and then he'd give them the drugs to be able to kill themselves um, and so all these people died in this this van and he's got the the van there, and it's kind of interesting that people they mm-hmm. go in that room with a van and get really affected by it. So mm-hmm. I mean, some I don't know whether it's real. There's or
2: rooms it's... where Zach Bagans yeah. is like, don't go in there. Don't sit in that yeah. chair. He's got like haunted chairs in the hole. He's got everything.
1: I don't know whether it's like this stuff is real or if just people like just hype themselves up so much that they, they feel weird stuff. And
2: Look, yeah. I, I am a little bit partial to believing it, that ghosts exist, but I think that's because I've had some experiences. Mm-hmm. But I think if you haven't, then maybe you're not, I don't know. But I think a lot of the stuff that they do in that show is hyped up yeah. and, like, just, I mean, they've been going for 18 years or something ridiculous. They've got to fill the airtime with something.
0: There's also a uh, new Goosebumps series on <laughs> yeah. Disney, which uh, is cool because if you're a fan of the Goosebumps series like I am uh, and the books by R.L. Stein, uh, then, yeah, this kind of just uh, is a new take on that. So it's got uh, Justin... Oh my goodness, his name's just escaped me. So he got a podcast. Timberlake.
1: <laughs>
2: Did he used to um, date Drew Barrymore? Yes. Bieber. Yeah, he's he's got a podcast. He I can't remember what his name date is.
0: Drew Barrymore. Um, he's in it. Um, I should probably
2: get his name up. Oh that man, he was a it. walrus.
0: He was a walrus, <laughs> yes. In Tusk,
2: he please come into, on. Um, I walrus. think we should do this without looking it up on the phone. Okay,
0: so he. Okay, but anyway, what else was he
2: in as well? He was also in. Well, he's in a lot of Wes
1: Anderson films, isn't he?
2: No, no. no. Oh. you're thinking of of the other dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Long. Long. Yay! Well done. Got it. Got it. He's Look in at it.
1: Us flexing our brains. Did, did you um, not like
2: the um, the walrus reference? He was a walrus. Yes. He was a War- walrus. Walrus, yes. Oh, that movie. Mm. Mm. Ha- have we wrapped up whatever that conversation was? Yeah,
0: I just wanted to yeah let people know that there's a new Goosebumps series. Ah. i started watching it. I, I thought it was going to be a lot more scary than it is. But it's is. for young kids. It is for young kids. I thought this was a new modern take uh. on it and that it was like going to be really scary for like people like me who mm. are now old that used to watch it. But no, it's still aimed at you kind
1: of young kids. I like the Goosebumps movie where uh, Jack Black played R.L. Stein. That
2: was cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I never actually read any of those Goosebumps books. I was reading other R.L. Stein books. I read a lot of his books Mm. but not the Goosebumps one. Now, just so people, because you have to listen to the entrance of the Ghost Adventures TV show so that you can understand, hey, look, we're vibing for time. It's fine. Get over it. Um, Let's see if I can play it. For, for everyone to enjoy. There are things in this world that we will never fully understand. Can you hear that? We want answers. We have worked
1: years to build our credibility. <laughs> our reputation. Working alongside the most renowned professionals in the field. Capturing groundbreaking
0: proof of the paranormal. It's working. I can't give
1: you an explanation. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I believe this. I think <laughs> what
0: proof? <It's laughs> Collecting proof. What proof?
1: <laughs> did, you, did you see did you see that, um, like, recently there were these people who filmed Bigfoot again? Oh, I saw that <laughs> from the train. Looked, yeah. It
2: looked like him, though. I'm like, you've caught him having a poop, guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's moving along and then he's like, right, this is where I'm going to roost my caboose and... <laughs> Poor well, but Bigfoot. What, okay. Leave them well, alone! Yeah, yeah.
1: Back, back in the day, right, they they get the, the grainy footage of Bigfoot because yeah. cameras were crap. Yeah. We live in the year 2023. <laughs> 4K is a thing. Like there's stabilisation, everything like that. You can shoot out of a train and you will see clear pictures. They're just making this stuff up again. It's like, give me clear pictures of Bigfoot and I will believe you. But no. like Back when I was a kid in the 80s, like everyone saw UFOs. Everyone had a UFO story. Now that we have cameras that can record this stuff, no one sees UFOs anymore. I
0: pulled out my camera and then it was gone. Like, okay, sure, sure. Um, Oh,
1: dear. Yeah, Ghosts aren't real. Uh, The Bigfoot's not real. The Loch Ness Monster's not real. It's just uh, all, all made up, so I'm, I'm sorry.
2: You're not into cryptids?
1: No, no. No, I don't just,
2: get the cryptids yeah. either. Does that mean the bunyip's not real?
1: No. Is that drop, the Australian so, one? B- b- drop bears. Oh, yeah. drop, drop bears, bears are, are, are Watch yeah, out. Just, just be, be careful. But we're we'll probably going to get out of here, don't we? We should. Yeah, we should we go. Do. It's and, time. And
0: uh, there is a song that you asked me to play. Hmm? Do you want to introduce this and why you asked me to play it? Oh, oh I, we just I, want to play just it. just oh, play it. I there might have been a reason for
1: I just think it's a nice sentiment.
0: It's called Treaty by Yothu
1: Yindi. Yindi.
2: I wanted yeah, to make sure I pronounced it She's pronounce getting an education. Correctly. I'm quite uh, shocked she didn't know this song. I'm
0: sure I'm going to know it once it starts. You will. Playing. It's so iconic. We're gonna it's Australian leave as. Aussie as. All right. We'll be back next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of Pop Culture.